Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as facts. Nothing that is said about any person, organization, gaming company, or sport topic in general should be taken as facts, as well as any talk about any political, religious, or medical topics. As for medical topics at all times, you should speak to a licensed medical professional before any opinion is considered. Everything that is said on this podcast is opinion-based only. Viewers and listeners' discretion is advised. Welcome to the Dr. VTech Show. This podcast is a long-form conversation hosted by Dr. VTAC with the top guests in the world of esports. All from owners, pros, semi-pros, former pros, and content creators of many games. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. VTech show. Today, we got a special guest. Today, we have a Counter-Strike Pro League player for Wildcard. This guy is brutal. He is good. He's one of the most feared Counter-Strike players there is. He is phenomenal, guys. Let me tell you. His name is Kel- Keller Nylon, a.k.a. Slight, an American professional Counter-Strike player for wild card and yes they have won first place many times as i'm looking over here they won six out of ten they also won last year's thunder world uh championship 23 and they beat m80 wow they always face m80 i don't know always face m80 <laughs> m80 yeah so slight welcome how you doing man good good happy to be here um it's good to do uh, another podcast. I haven't done one of these in a in a hot minute, so. Oh really? Okay. That's Very cool. excited. Awesome. So, Slate, I don't know too much about Counter Strike. I'm getting to l- learn more about it since I uh, got with Wildcard, and so I have to like learn all the all different types of game that Wildcard is involved in. So. Wildcard is is a you know it's a this game's been out for a while. It's a been very out long time. For a very long time. Now, what's the differences between CS:GO versus um, CS2? Well, CS2 is a completely different game engine. It's a whole new like source, and so there's a lot of different things with how the game feels, how the game runs. And, you know, so far, it's not the best. Obviously, some people spend a lot of complaints, which I understand. Um, I definitely, it definitely took me a minute to get used to Counter-Strike 2, but um, I've kind of adjusted. And so, you know, when you're a pro at this level, you have to adjust and be able to, you know, play under any conditions, no matter how good or bad or or refined the game is. but yeah, it's like a, with Counter Strike Two compared to Counter Strike um, Global Offensive. Uh, there's a lot of different. There's just a lot of different things about the game. Like one of the biggest ones is being able to grenade open a smoke or shoot through the smoke, and the way smoke grenades land and bloom. Um, so it's a it's a lot. It was a lot of it was a lot at first to get used to and transition to after playing Counter-Strike or CSGO for, you know, however many years. I played it for probably, like, six. Um, and to go to that, to, like, a completely new game, it definitely 
it's definitely like not easy you know you have just so much uh so many reps and so much muscle memory and so it, de it definitely took me a minute to get used to but i feel like i'm adjusting now and the game unfortunately hasn't gotten much better but um it's better i've heard it's a lot better on land uh than it is online and yeah i mean that's it wow so it's basically like it's, it's much better on land now i i saw they did graphics they like improved the graphics they changed the graphics and all this stuff that's from csgo version right so all the maps um they change the graphics they all look different some of them there's like different little things like new angles or like just new things that you can do and then on top of it being counter-strike 2 with the new with the new nades and the new like the new smokes like yeah it definitely creates like a whole different kind of meta that you had to adjust to oh wow i would i would expect that they would have kept basically everything the same and they would just like just improved the graphics. Now with CSGO, do you guys had any any issues with it? Was it running perfectly? Was it just doing good? It was running yeah, I would say perfectly. Um <laughs> so yeah. to go from playing like a very quote unquote perfect game to then just kind of jumping into CS2 when it was kind of released prematurely, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it was definitely tough. And it was probably it was definitely tough on like a lot of people like you you saw some of the biggest names in the game, like Simple and other guys like that, like tweeting about it and sharing their complaints. Um, there was one simple clip that was like one of my favorites. Uh, Counter Strike like DM Simple and told and like asked him what kind of problems the game was having. Um, and his response was really funny. He was saying like, "What issues?" Like the whole community talking about issues. Like there's nothing but issues with this game and. So yeah, you, there was a lot of people that were very frustrated at the start of Counter-Strike 2 just because of how just not perfect the game was and going from, you know, a more refined, just like, like I said, almost perfect game like Counter-Strike or like CSGO and then going to CS2, which is just like, just like full of... full of bugs, just buggy, buggy stuff happening. Like even now, there's still like, there's still a good amount of bugs in the game, and, Jeez. and, and uh, I yeah. can imagine you guys competing <laughs> under those bugs. Yeah, that's yeah, no. brutal. On our on the old wildcard roster, uh, we kind of we had like a little bit of advantage, I guess, because we went to Europe like very early on when Counter Strike Two was re released. Like, I think we played like one of the first like big tournaments for CS2, like the Thunderpick World Championship. Um, so yeah, we were in Europe just scrimming European teams and it definitely helped us get more adjusted to it. But at the same time, like there was just a lot of underlying issues with the game and it became just more and more noticeable. And those things are definitely frustrating. Like when you, <clears throat> when just like stuff you can't control is kind of affecting like your game and how you do and like specific rounds or you like dying behind a wall or just like stupid stupid stuff like that and yeah it can get a little frustrating oh i bet
I bet. Now, how long you been with the team? How long you been with Wildcard? I've been with Wildcard since uh, either March or April, I believe, is when we got signed. And yeah, I've been with them ever since. It's gonna be a year and about a month or two. Okay, so you've been with you've been with them for over a year now. Almost a year. Almost okay. So we're in twenty. You started in in twenty two. It was twenty three when we got signed. Okay, when when you got okay, so you did win Thunder Pick, and you also won the uh, ESEA preseason circuit twenty three North American Finals first place. Dang, you guys doing good? <laughs> yeah, we we had a little bit of a hot streak where. For a couple of months, like we were pretty unstoppable, and no one could really figure out an answer to us. We were we were playing really well, and then it was kind of like a right after that, like after we kind of peaked in North America, quote unquote, like we we're kind of on the rise, on the come up, was where they just dropped this whole new game, and yeah, it was a oh. it was a little tough at first, for sure. Dang. It's unfortunate. Um... That sometimes the prize pool, you guys, is not as big as, you know, expected. Um, according to a Liquipedia, I don't I don't know how accurate that is. And I'm like, okay, wait, you know, how much these guys are making for winning first place? I, I wish it was a lot. According to what I'm seeing, it's, I hope it's a lot more than that. Um, because you guys got to put on a lot of work and... How many times do you scrim basically a day, you guys? A week. At home, we normally go from around two or three to ten. With we're probably playing like like as many scrims as we can get that are like good, obviously, because the the quality of practice inside North America isn't too great. There's not a there's not a lot of teams to scrim at the top level. Um, it has gotten better and it is getting better with new teams like nrg and mad but yeah the practice quality is definitely tough when you're in north america so some days you can you can't like get as many scrims as you want because like they're just not that good and it's just you know it's not going to be an optimal use of your time to scrim someone who's just or some of these teams that are just you know not that not very good yeah now is is Counter Strike more like popular in in Europe versus it is in the U.S.? For sure, the Counter Strike culture in Europe is completely different than it is in North America. Like, you see some of these really really small countries like Denmark or like Sweden or some like these countries produce like so many like so much talent like with like compared to the population there, like the amount of talent that some of these countries produce is just, it's, it's insane. And it's just because of the culture, the culture is a lot different. Like you see, they have like esport classes and stuff in like their schools. And I think like European parents are just like more accepting of it and stuff. I feel like that's more of a problem in North America where some people's parents are just like not happy with their kids playing Counter-Strike all day. But <laughs> In Europe, they see it as like you know their kid could turn into something big on the game, and um, yeah, it's just a completely different culture out there for sure. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that some parents see the 
see the potential and see that they, you can make a career out of it. And some don't. Some right. are already like, oh, you got to go to college. You got to go do this. <laughs> You're just playing all day until you show them a paycheck. Listen, this is what I made off of Twitch or yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, and then this is a paycheck I got from the organization I'm with. Some parents would be like, oh, I'm just saying that you should play a little bit more. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. Keep yeah, on. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Son, just, <laughs> just stay there. How much you're going to pay for <laughs> You pay them something, they'll be happy, you know? So it's like right. they're just super happy about it. Do your parents cause a little bit of uh, havoc with you when you're dedicated? Oh, yeah. No, for yeah. sure. When I was When I was younger, my parents hated it, like, Cause I was super athletic when I was younger. And so like me going from just like being super athletic to wanting to play a video game all day was like, like, you know, they hated it. They didn't encourage it at all. But once my career started like taking off a little bit and I started getting some sort of money from it, then they started were like, Hey, like, okay. Like you <laughs> might be, you might be doing something here. So <laughs> <laughs> so now they they fully support it and they oh, always cool. watch my games and I'm very thankful for that. Good, good for good for you, good for them. Too. <laughs> you know, now they see like, whoa! I didn't know he was that good. Now he's a uh, there's a pro league. About some don't even understand the concept of esports. They don't understand the pro league. They don't understand how much money there is involved, how much you can make, how much you can make off streaming. Right. You make, you know, they they just don't know because they weren't brought up on that gen, in the generation that all this is, you know, where you could get sponsored, all this stuff. They don't know that. A lot of parents, all they know is Nintendo, Mario, uh, probably Atari, you know, just playing video games at home. Yeah. That they just don't know. They're not up to date on all the new stuff that's out there. And now that esports is out, there's a totally division. You're just sign up like, like you do for any type of regular sport. You know, you go to basketball or football, you got to go to college to get in. Now with esports is a little bit different. You got to get recruited. You got to be good. You got to go through certain steps to get into the pro leagues. Now to get into a pro league with on Counter-Strike, is there like a different type of tier before you get in? It's like, see, I'm so used to, so Rainbow. So Rainbow has, Rainbow Six Siege has, you know, the Challenger League. And then right. you're up there in Challenger League, you're going to get recruited somehow if you're that good. You're going to get picked. How is it in, in Counter-Strike? Counter-Strike is like, um, it's like league-based, sort of say. Like, you have your... Uh, kind of tiers of like leagues that um that you play in and it starts at open which is like bottom of the barrel like anyone can sign up like that anyone that can pay the money and has the video game can play open you know mm-hmm. and then from there it goes open then intermediate then main then advanced and then ECL which is like kind of like that contender league I guess like ECL which is like challenger league is right under pro league. And then from challenger league, like 
the top one or two teams make it to pro league. And that's how that works. When you say team, they just pick up the whole entire team or they just pick, they can pick you up individually. It's not, well, there are, um, partner teams in pro league. So like, I guess you could get recruited by like, a pro league level partner team and then just immediately be in pro league. But if you're not partnered, then you have to qualify, um, through challenger league and for north america in europe there's a lot of different ways where you can qualify to pro league but north america in particular it's mainly just the challenger league okay that's interesting that's interesting now when you first started where, where which which team you started with what was the name of the the team the challenger team oh in, in challenger the team yeah. i was on um my first team that I made it to Challenger with um, was on an old organization named Strife. And that was probably, I think I was either like 17 or 18. I think I was 18 mm-hmm. when um, I played my first season of of Challenger League. And at the start of that with that team, we weren't that good. but it, And it definitely took like a few seasons for us to kind of like steadily improve and like start um really competing with some of the teams in there and there was definitely like a huge skill gap uh when i started okay so yeah there's there's a there's skill skill gaps stuff like that um you guys you guys had to make your own roster changes and stuff like that to make to to keep on leveling up or yeah yeah uh, i'm on that team in particular we went through a good amount of roster changes to before we finally started like started winning and started competing in in north america um which yeah it's is needed sometimes i'm not like the biggest fan of roster changes myself like i believe like you know any problem can be worked through it's just if everyone is like diligent enough to get to the bottom of the problem and like really work on like figuring it out like within any team but like you know obviously sometimes like things just things are different things like there's just different circumstances like whether it's from the organization's perspective or from like a team's perspective or if like a couple players are having problems with one other guy like then then that's where you start like looking at roster changes i guess yeah, uh, chemistry is a very, very big fa- factor. Um, if if there's a spoiled apple in the bunch, that has to be taken care of immediately, because the spoiled apple could could ruin the game, could ruin anything. You guys are trying to win and trying to uh, win a tournament, or per se, or you know. And then if there's a spoiled apple, yeah, a couple of your players are not going to be on their A game, they're just ticked off at that other person. The vibes is not there. The energy is not there. So that is something that has to be addressed and quickly. It's very rare that you get a spoiled apple in a bunch and you guys be successful. Yeah. The only spoiled apple I know that did really good and just made the team one was, uh, and this is uh, not on eSports, this was in the NBA 
was Dennis Rodman. I don't know if you know anything about that. Yeah, I, I know who he is. Dennis Rodman was the spoil apple of the bunch, but man, <laughs> they they Michael Jordan was probably like the only person that knew how to kind of control him, but yeah, man, he brought so many rebounds and they won six championships basically back to back. Yeah, the same. You know, I don't, I don't know. He wasn't there like in the first few uh, years um, when when Jordan was in, but you know that was that's the only spoiled apple that I know that they, they just tolerate and then you win. But when it comes to esports, it's a little bit different. Now, sometimes you can have a spoiled apple, somebody that's you know like spoiled, but if he's so freaking good. You got to like suck it in, suck it up. You know, it's like, dang, I freaking can't tolerate this guy. But my gosh, he's like, he's the top three player in in, in, in the in the world. So what can we do? <laughs> yeah. know, that's that's got to suck. Yeah. That's gotta uh, suck. I've definitely had a couple of those teammates and it, it's tough because like they are super, super good. But it just gets to a point where you can't really like just be okay with it anymore and just like deal with it like you just get to a point where someone you just get to someone's breaking point you know where they're yeah. like i can't do it anymore like so yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i can't take you no more and see you you know what i kind of noticed that people like like that they they have they're very arrogant cocky they don't respect their peers is that they they be humble with those that are better than them Mm -hmm. Then you see them like, oh yeah, man. Of course, you know they they, they their attitude changes because they're playing with somebody that's even better or have won more majors or etc. You know, and everything kind of like completely changes. So that that kind of that kind of sucks when you have a spoiled apple. But yeah, roster changes. It it is. It I know it's it, it hurts because you know, you build a bond with your players. You build a bond with them and you become really close friends. Yeah. Now, how was it when you got picked up by Wildcard? What, when was this and how was it? You just got an email or <laughs> to you? How did that happen? Uh, basically, me and uh, the four other guys that um, got originally signed to Wildcard, we were all on another team under like a smaller organization like um the organization is called detonate and uh when we were with when we were with uh detonate we were kind of like an upcoming team um we had qualified to the to the america's rmr which is in mexico which was like kind of a big not a big upset but we were definitely like one of the teams that people wouldn't have expected to make it to that tournament. And so when we made it to that tournament, we kind of like people started paying more attention to us, I would say. And then that's when wildcard kind of looked at us because they were looking to get into North American counter-strike. Um, and yeah, they, they hit us up and we we're like, absolutely. Heck yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. Man, congratulations! That's that's gonna be a, a an awesome moment. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Yeah, same thing went with me. It was kind of kind of weird, and I was on their Discord, and 
And then Ben reached out to me, DM me. He's like, hey, meet up with this guy and see what we could do, where we could put you, would you like, if you would like to join us? I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> no. It was surprising. I was kind of in shock, you know, I was like, okay, awesome. That's, that's pretty cool. So yeah, now Wildcard is definitely one of the, like the, it's probably the best organization I've been under in terms of just like their, their status. And then the owners as well, Ben and Griff, they're yeah. really awesome. Really like great to talk to. Like they generally do care about like their players and, you know, I've had like hour long conversations with them like multiple times, just talking about whatever or talking to them about the team. Like they're really interested and they're really involved in in what they do and it's really awesome to see. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I talked to a lot with uh Dispa. Sometimes I DM uh message a lot with Ben. Griff is very busy guy, so it's kinda hard to get yeah. to get hold of. But yeah, they uh, they're all they're all really nice and very humble 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 folks. I'm 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 proud to and happy to be part of the wild card as well. Um, so what what state you live in? What where where you, where are you located at? What state? I'm in uh, Georgia, in okay. a city called uh, Alpharetta. Okay, I'm I'm in Florida, so we're 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 near, we're nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> depends it, where you're at in florida because sometimes it's like a 10-hour drive to some parts of florida which is yeah i can't do that yeah i'm pretty far far down south i'm between orlando and and in miami so i oh, gotcha pretty, yeah you're pretty down there yeah so it's not that cold but when it gets cold it, it gets cold because of cold fronts but it just lasts for you know cer- certain amount of hours and then in the afternoon when the sun comes out, then it gets warm. It gets pretty cold. <laughs> so, wow, man, that's kind of crazy. So hopefully, hopefully, now with with this, uh, I mean, I'm sure I am sure that uh, CS:GO is going to have to fix some bugs out there because that's that's going to that's really annoying that you got a game that was working so good and then all of a sudden. Things are not not working like the way you used to, and it's like yeah. my only thing you did is just change the graphics. You just improved this, and how can now all this be happening? Are they listening to the fans? Are they doing things about it? They definitely are, um, to an extent. I mean, there's probably been I mean, there's been like thousands of like people, whether they're pro or not, just voicing their complaints, and. I mean, they listen to some, like, uh, I remember for instance, there's one, one professional, uh, his name's floppy and he plays for complexity and he made a tweet about just like a couple problems with the game. And then like the next day or like a couple days after they fixed it or improved, whatever he said, I forget what he said or what the issue was, but they can be like very responsive like that. But at the same time, there's like still a few like big problems with the game that they still kind of really haven't addressed which is tough so it's like kind of a weird mixture of of the two because like they are trying to make the game better but at the same time they're just like not doing their best because there's still like i said major underlying issues with the game that are just not like suitable for a like a 
like an esport like that. Yeah. How's how's the the issue with uh with cheating? Cheating is like for me, I don't really deal with it because like I never play matchmaking, for instance, but like yeah. for kind of like people who are Counter-Strike fans and have just been playing Counter-Strike for a while who just like like the people who would play matchmaking, it's like a huge problem. Like there's insane amount of cheaters. And even in some of in some of the games I play, like some of these people again I play against, I think are cheating because like I don't I don't know. I feel like there's been a definitely an influx of cheaters uh ever since this game came out and I don't know if it's a problem with the anti cheat or what what have you, whatever, but like there there definitely is a huge problem with cheaters right now. Especially in matchmaking. There's like it's crazy. The clips you see, there's just people like spin botting and shooting people through walls like it's it's ridiculous yeah. oh gosh that that's obviously like not one of that's not a problem for like the professional scene at mm-hmm. all because like you know there's not really they have more advanced anti-cheats for like games that are played to like off off client or whatever like or on face it or on any of these like these hosts or these websites but yeah, matchmaking's horrible, and even I've played it. I played matchmaking a handful of times, and a couple of times I got against a cheater. So, yeah, it's it's not fun. Dang, <laughs> that's gotta that's that's gotta suck. <laughs> it now do do you stream by any chance? I actually I'm about to start kind of getting the stream going again. Um, my main reason in the past was just my computer couldn't really handle it. I okay. didn't really. I just didn't have, like, I didn't have a bad computer, but, like, if I were to stream and play, it'd just probably just be frustrating just because my game would feel bad. But I recently got a massive PC upgrade, so I'm looking to start the stream up soon. That'd be Um, great, man. Yeah. That'd be super. Yeah, that's good. We get get to see you play now. (laughs) Folks get to see you play and, and support you and, and, show you some love and they're on uh on uh either twitch or kick i don't know which one you're gonna go with but twitch twitch is probably the more most likely because it's the i think that's where the more high counter-strike players are are playing at yeah when you started off when you started off playing counter-strike was there some was there a pro player like you always like look up to like man this guy is like freaking good i kind of like him the way he plays um when I was kind of, <clears throat> when I was coming up as like, uh, when I was like a young, younger, like younger kid, when I was like 14, 15, the, the guy that I always looked up to was uh, Stewie2K. He used to play for Cloud9 and that was my favorite team back then when I was younger. And yeah, he was kind of like the star player of that team. And he was just like a super flashy, like super annoying player to play against. And I really liked how he played and his and his play style and his thought process behind a lot of things. And like, that was the guy, like, I really like for like, when I started kind of like watching and observing pros, like that's the guy I, I watched the most for sure was Stewie 2k. Stewie 2k. I think I know, I think I know who he is. Isn't he? He's Asian guy, right? He's right. Yeah. Okay. I kind of know who he is. I think he was streaming one time and I enter, I'm like, okay, who is this guy? And they were like <laughs> in the chat, like, you don't know who he is? I said, absolutely not. I don't know who he is. 
I'm just trying to, you know, see some Counter-Strike content, you know. <laughs> They're like, well, he's like the GOAT. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I try to get familiarized and get to know about all these who is who within the Counter-Strike, um, you know, field and arena, trying to get to know who they, who they are. So... So when's you guys' next uh, tournament? When are you guys going to be playing soon? Um, we have we have a qualifier coming up in I think two or three days. Um, it's for like a a tournament for Blast, but like our like a next our next big event that's coming up um is like beginning of March. We go down, we go to Mexico to play in the um in the major RMR <clears throat> and what that is, um, is there, there were qualifiers for, well, it's for the major, which is like the biggest tournament of the game. And there are qualifiers for North America and South America, or there's ter- qualifiers for everywhere in the world. But for our region, basically what it, what it was is there's eight teams from North America and then eight teams from South America, all going to Mexico. And then um, the top s- it's like the top five or six teams there um, make the major in Copenhagen, which is like the like for the biggest term of the game. So it's it's what everyone's like preparing for and looking forward to. You could say. Oh, Copenhagen! That's the biggest major. Yeah, that's the biggest tournament. It's it's the major, and the major happens like either once or twice a year. Um. And yeah, like I said, it's the biggest tournament in the game. Um, there's a lot of a lot that goes into it, a lot of viewership, a lot of money, um, what have you. But yeah, it's everyone's. As a Counter Strike player, your goal is to make it to the major. Um, so there's that's a tournament only, everyone wants to go to. There's only one major. Um, like once every year, like once or twice a year, there will be a a major tournament. And okay. That's the the absolute biggest tournament in the game. Oh, awesome! Who who won the last one? Was it Phase or something like that? Um, who did? I actually, know. I don't know why I'm. It was Vitality. It was Vitality. Vitality won the the last biggest major. Yeah, it was in uh Paris, and they were a French team, and they won it, which was cool to see. Wow. So hopefully now this year you guys make it. You get get up there and compete. Yeah. Have you been on a big stage like that before? I mean, I don't think I don't know if you guys went into I haven't I haven't really played uh, I've been to like bigger tournaments, but I haven't ever played on like a big stage. Like this will probably be like the biggest stage that I've played on even like in Mexico, uh so to speak, like at a LAN. I've been to a couple lands in Europe, but um, like they just didn't go our way. Uh, didn't make it very far in either of them. So, um, yeah, this time in Mexico, I think that we have like a real legitimate chance to make it to Copenhagen, and everyone believes that, and we're all working towards that, towards that goal. Yeah, last time I saw you guys play, you guys were playing against. Uh... M80 not too long ago and like you guys were just like going wild I was like dang 
<laughs> it's actually really good. Your name kept on being mentioned all the time by the casters. Like, Slide went ahead of Cal. He did this half. Slide did this and Slide did that. I was like, dang, Slide is freaking on beast mode. My freaking goodness, man. It's like, jeez. You must have put in a lot of hours to, to get that accuracy. Oh, yeah. A lot of hours. Not proud of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how many hours do you play a, a day? I mean, you you practice and, I mean, because some people do like, okay, I do four hours and I go to work. Some people do like don't work and they just dedicate like 10 hours. Mm-hmm. How much hours do you put into it? On just a regular day, like at home, just practicing, it's, I probably, it's like we practice for probably six or seven hours. Um, and then on top of that, like probably like another three or four hours I put in, not every day, but like, it depends on what I'm doing and other stuff. But I normally try to always put in time outside of the game and outside of practice, whether you're just, you're playing with your friends or you're just like refreshing like yourself on grenades and lineups or if you're just like studying other teams and other players and how they're playing and try to incorporate some of that into your own game um whatever is whatever it is there's always ways that i can keep improving myself as a player and always yeah there's always different things i can do like um you just kind of have to do it and like have to do some of that dirty work that will help you in the long run yeah you know what i what kind of frustrates me is that counter-strike is a mouse and keyboard game i i'm a i'm a controller player yeah and i do play controller on pc and i do it on rainbow yeah. a lot of people think oh you're not using mouse and keyboard well, no i am you know i'm using controller and when I used to stream a lot, I used to just go ahead and put a camera facing my hands, my PC, and they could see that I'm actually playing with a controller. And they're like, my God, you're like, you know, you're very good. You know, I'm an average plat player. I've been like that since I was on console. And then when I switched over, I just kept on, I'm so used to, because that's all I've been playing for years and years and years and years and years, just always on controller. And now trying to work on mouse and keyboard for me is like I don't have the time nor the hours to put into it so I could just dedicate it and get better at it because that's why I never never switched. I did see one kid, saw this guy playing a controller for on Counter-Strike, and he's all over YouTube. You probably may already know him, but he's like, freaking good i was like whoa <laughs> i think i've seen him and yeah i don't know how he's doing some of the things he's doing with a controller but yeah counter-strike is not an ideal game for a controller player i would say yeah same same thing goes with rainbow um it's it's not i mean you're going against again a mouse and keyboard you're gonna get you're gonna die <laughs> real quick yeah. if you know how to take cover and run, you know, do certain things yeah. that, you know, you're going to defend yourself and know how to, 
how to fight back. You just got with controller when you you're in controller, you're playing against mouse and keyboard player. You got to have to play like so super safe. And as for what what the way I see Counter Strike, you're I don't know how he does it, but he's able to do it, and he worked <laughs> out a way that he it kind of like works for him. Yeah, but for me is like it's it's impossible. Have now I have a question. Have you tried Valorant? I I did try it. I played it for probably less than fifty hours. I put into that game, and yeah, that game is not for me at all. Not at all. I mean, I just it's it's just I don't know. It's just way too much going on there. It's just, it's just way too complicated. There's just too many like flashbangs and dogs running at you and like people like i don't i don't know i I, that game is just not for me though at all i hear that a lot from counter-strike players that try to um they try to make the switch and for them is like this is way this is not for me is is way too much and they're so used to Counter Strike, and then when they go to Valorant, they just they just don't like it. It's like really weird. Now, yeah. I, there's very few, very few that will switch over, and they're like, okay, yeah, I like it. I'm I'm cool with it. But a big majority, I say like eighty percent that that tried it, they just go back to Counter Strike. It's yeah. not. It's a lot of Counter Strike players did transition to Valorant at the beginning, just because. It was a new game, and there's a lot of hype around it, and there's new opportunities and teams and organizations looking to like invest in the game. But yeah, nowadays it's like, from what I've seen f- from Valorant, like they've just completely screwed everyone that's like not already in the tier one scene. Like it's all about franchising, and like all the leagues are just like franchising, and there's like one one team that can qualify to like the league, and it's just really dumb and you've oh. seen like a lot of people complain i've seen a lot of people complain about it and like even f- with wildcard um like because they were trying to invest in in valorant and they just like couldn't anymore because just because of the situation with the game and the league um they just couldn't like it just wasn't a worthwhile investment at all like because it's just, like it's a dying game it's a dying game now um the hype around it is kind of gone, and like I said, they've, like, Riot, the people who own Valorant, just haven't done a good job with, the, with like, the leagues and giving people, like, an opportunity, opportunity to kind of rise the ranks and, be, like, kind of get to that pro league. Um, so, yeah. Man, that's, I was going to ask about that because that's the only game that I see that, that tries to compete with the... Uh, counter-strike and i was gonna say how's the competition between you know valorant and counter-strike i i did i didn't know it was there were you know not doing that good i i always wondered why wasn't wildcard with have a a team with the valorant that makes sense Mm -hmm. that makes total sense yeah i mean a lot like like I said, before, like, the game, <clears throat> there was, like, just an incredible amount of opportunities. There was 
way more teams, way more salary teams. Like when you compared like, like in like during kind of like the COVID era, if you would have compared like the amount of Valorant like salary teams there were to like compare to Counter Strike, like it would have been a very lopsided comparison for Valorant. And now it's probably looking more even in terms of like how many teams are salaried like within North America between uh, Counter Strike and Valorant. Um, I've seen a lot of organizations pull out, a lot of teams kind of crash because of just how Valorant is now with like the whole franchising and stuff. And yeah, it's unfortunate to see, but at the same time, I mean, back then, like you could kind of see it it coming a little bit. Like you could kind of see it, you could start, see it start to start to form and that you, you kind of, you kind of know that that game just isn't going to like take over Counter-Strike as like being like one of those esports. Yeah. I kind of highly doubt any game out there is going to take over Counter, Counter-Strike. I mean, Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege can't, you know, they're, Rainbow's having his struggles with with certain certain things, um, but they're still they're still doing they're doing pretty good on the pro scene. Um, Halo is struggling, um, and Valorant. You know, I didn't I didn't know that. I this you know, funny you said that because I haven't hear been hearing too much stuff about Valorant lately, and that kind of like makes sense that it just like declining yeah and and that's that's sad you know because i know a lot of people wanted to switch wanted to you know and 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 try to switch and try to get really good at the game because they want to go pro but if it's if it's going downhill they're just going to keep on losing you know players and organizations and it's like they're going to be going to probably going back to counter-strike yeah oh yeah for sure you've seen You've already seen a few like ex professionals that went to Valorant already kind of come back and start kind of playing FPL again and or what what have you. But uh, yeah, I mean it is unfortunate to some extent to some of those people because I do have a good amount of people I know that went to Valorant kind of seeking that new opportunity and either only briefly found an opportunity or like an organization or just like straight up didn't, and now their chances are like slim to none. Cause like, like I, like I said, with the whole league, like you're basically like buying it's organizations, buying a spot in the league and like, and then aside from all the teams that are just bought into the league, it's like literally one or two teams that qualify every, I don't know, like six or seven months or something. Crazy. That's crazy. You know what? I, I was going to ask you something. Because I noticed that the mechanics on on Valorant and and Counter Strike basically are the same movements, the mechanics, and and then I look at other games, FPS, like for an example, Call of Duty. They're also a first person shooter, but the mechanics are so totally different. Right. Have you have you tried other games and try to compare mechanics and, and which ones you like? I, eventually, you like Counter Strike more. Yeah, you're used to it. Is it more because it's more keyboard and mouse friendly, or is it? 
Is it it's because got, more accurate? You can shoot more accurate, even though there's recoil on the guns. I would say it's kind of just kind of it's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of just the feeling of how of like how stuff feels, like how smooth or just like like with Valorant compared to Counter Strike. Like the thing or one of the things I didn't really like about Valorant was just like the movement in that game felt like super sluggish and slow. Like you just kind of felt like you were like walking on ice skates when you were moving and it was just like weird coming from being a counter-strike player um and so yeah that like the mechanics in that game in terms of just like aiming and with all of that like that was very similar like from like with counter-strike and valorant but like the movement in particular like wasn't wasn't great and i wasn't a fan of but like a game like call of duty that's kind of that was more like Call of Duty and like Apex Legends for me are like kind of the two that are feel more like Counter Strike and like like the gun mechanics and the movement and the aim and all that stuff is definitely like more similar and is definitely more friendly for like a for a Counter Strike player for sure. Yeah, because I I mean a lot of the some of the Halo Pro players that I'm, I'm friends with, they could play Call of Duty on a professional level with a controller. And ma- the majority of everybody that plays Halo, they're on they're on controller. All the pros, I think there's only no. like one uses mouse and keyboard, and they look at him weird. <laughs> it's like so strange. Like, wait, he's playing a mouse and keyboard, and they look at it and we're like, dude, are you seriously going to use a mouse and keyboard? <laughs> you know? So it's it's the it's the movement, the mechanics, how how it is, all the stuff you got to press at the same time, and and all that in it. So it's like it's like very interesting how certain games their mechanics are like very different the movements and stuff i used to be a battlefield a guy and on battlefield 4 i was you know top 30 on certain things you know top and claymore kills I, I was really good at it i wanted to go pro but you know it's just it was too much drama so hard <laughs> to get there and then rainbow six came out and everybody that i knew they just like left battlefield and i used to feel the difference the mechanics on that versus switching over to rainbow it was so hard for me yeah. to understand the movements and everything and, and it's like everything's different i can't jump on you know on rainbow you cannot hop on things and jump yeah this is what i used to do on on uh on um on battlefield and Call of Duty as well, you know, Call of Duty was, that was that was a game that was a really big game changer. When now, question: When you first started, you started playing on console or PC? Um, like I played on console way long ago, but I wasn't playing any like kind of real games. I would say I was playing more like sports games and stuff like that. But I got a gaming laptop, and yeah, I immediately like my first game was like team fortress 2 and then a little bit after that i started playing counter-strike and i stuck to counter-strike kind of forever that's like always been the game for me oh, okay so when you first so when you first ever ever started gaming you just you started off obviously with a console then yeah what what console was that 
like the PlayStation Two or Three, I think. Jeez, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you went from PlayStation, and then you went on straight to to PC. Yeah. And once you got okay, okay. What was your favorite PlayStation game? What was the one you were just like, man? I I, I know Counter Strike, other than Counter Strike. But I, I'm, I'm a huge uh, baseball guy. I played baseball like my whole life, and so it was MLB The Show 10, 2010. That was my absolute favorite game on PlayStation. I played, I played a lot of that game, um, especially when I was younger. That 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 was my game. That was my game for like a couple of years. Okay, you don't play you don't play the newer versions now. The... Not so much. Um, I I've been looking. I was like, uh, I was looking at getting a console like the other week, um, just to play MLB the Show again because I thought about it. But um, maybe sometime in the future though, we'll see. <laughs> now you know you could get a, a an Xbox Series S, not that expensive. You just uh, get the Game Pass, I think it is, and that's what I do with, with my kids. I just get them the S series and get the Game Pass, and they can play all the games, and they can even download the show and stuff like that. Might have to look into that then. That's, that's <laughs> honestly the best baseball game I have ever seen till today. The yeah. movement, it looks real. It feels, yeah. I mean, they just did an amazing an amazing job. Sony, I got to tip my hat off to them. <laughs> they did a really good job. No, yeah. Even in like whatever it was, like 20 in the 2010s when I was younger, like the game still felt so real to me when I was that age. And even when it was that old and like, I don't know, gaming had it or like graphics and video games hadn't really been like advanced like that. Like they're always kind of ahead of their time, I guess. You knew you knew what happened that EA tried to, you know, EA Sports, they tried to buy out all to have, you know, the rights to every sports game out there. So no other organism, any other company can make a uh, sports game. Really? Yeah. That is wild. Yeah, it, it happened with, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to look it up. Uh, yes, and uh, 2K, I think is was it 2K5? Let me see, or football. Um, I think it was on it was one of the football games. Okay, it was e, it was called e, ESPN 2K5. And when that game came out, that NFL, that was actually the best NFL game ever to put out. Yeah. So Mad and EA got so upset. They got so mad because they used to sell their game for $49.99. And, and then 2K, ESPN 2K came out and said, hey, we want you guys to try out this game. And then we're going to put it half price. It was going to be like 25 something, 25 99, something like that. Yeah. And people were like, wow, this game is awesome. 2K5 is phenomenal. And it was just like selling like crazy. And it had actually first person. Really? Helmet. Yeah, they, they did a phenomenal job. 
the year after. I think it was, yeah, the year after ESPN, I mean, EA, uh, EA goes to the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, and buys the license of NFL. So nobody else can make a <laughs> NFL game. That is insane. It's, it's dirty. It's dirty. They, <laughs> yeah. they talk about competition, but they don't like to compete. You know, it's yeah. like I say, they like to go, uh, okay, we're going to we're going to go to the Super Bowl against who? Nobody. So we're going to throw as much touchdowns we want and call ourselves <laughs> the champions. We're the best NFL game. Uh, yeah. are out there really, but you're not letting nobody compete against you. So they, it just like goes against the nature of, of sports. So they try, they went ahead. They did that with the college. They did that. They try to do it with basketball. And basketball, then the NBA said, no, we're not going to allow that. So guess what happened? 2K always been the best basketball uh, in, in, in gaming. Yeah. And then uh, in baseball, this is, what's, this is what's really funny. In baseball, they tried to buy the rights, and then 2K went ahead and fought it because MLB seems they said okay whoever the highest bid whoever gets it gets the rights come to know it that 2K won really they won and you know what's real funny they said guess what folks we have the rights now to Major League Baseball and another thing anyone can make a baseball game other than EA, <laughs> that is that is good. That's how that's how you do it right there. Really good, and it just hit them right where it hurts. And they're like, anybody else could make a mate a baseball game. We'll give you the rise to it. You can make a baseball game, except EA Sports. Sony's <laughs> like, can we make it? Sure, not a problem. Go ahead. They knew Sony had the best. But they deserve the competition. They deserve to be there, you know, to make their games. And obviously, 2K MLB versus the show, there's no, no, comp- I mean, the show blows it out of the water. Right. And that's, that's kind of like a, how it went down. That's crazy. <laughs> no, Just that t- is crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, they they just didn't, you know. Right now, this is why you don't see any other NFL games. Yeah, you won't see it. And they try to do. I think they, I think they did it with the. I think they tried to do it with golf. I think golf was a, a certain amount of time. I think they had a certain amount of years. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, they had a certain amount of time. And you know, there's new players, but all these new players are not under EA contract, so. They, I don't know what happened with the golf or golfing. So, other, you say you used to be in sports and you used to do uh, play baseball. Are you are you doing anything now or nowadays? Not so much. I'm too. I'm too. Uh, I'm retired. I'm a, t- a retired baseball player. That's a that's staying so fast. Um, but, I mean, I was playing. Um, I was playing in like a like an adult like rec 
rec league. Um, but I just like didn't have time for it. Like with Counter Strike, like you, mm -hmm. I would just have practice or like matches, and all the games for the rec league would be like later at night. So it just like didn't it didn't work out. So, um, yeah. So I'm I'm the glove is is hung up for now. I'm 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 a ex retired athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so young how old are you right now what 20 what 21 oh you're 21 okay <laughs> you can still play baseball once in a while some were your buddies or i mean what position you used to play on baseball what was your i was uh i was a pitcher in high school i was only a pitcher and didn't play anything <laughs> else yeah get the heck out of here man you that means you got good aim <laughs> Yeah. Do they do they wanted you to go, keep on pursuing it to your coaching? Yeah. yeah, I I had like the opportunity to play in college at like it would have been at like a really small school, like whichever one I would have chosen, it would have been some like really small school like in kind of like the middle of nowhere playing like division 2 or 3 baseball, so like that's not really the route I wanted to take. And yeah, even when I was in high school, like I kind of knew that I wanted to pursue Counter-Strike because I was getting to a, I was getting at a level where um, like I was like starting to really compete and like play against like some of the best players. And like, I was kind of moving up, getting in that challenger league I was talking about. And so, yeah, my mind was already that I was going to pursue Counter-Strike and see where that takes me. Has it has ever came across to your mind like, okay, what would happen if I would have stayed in baseball? <laughs> has it ever come across your mind like what would I, happen? If I think about it sometimes. I've thought about it sometimes because, you know, I I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I was pretty good. Like I I, I was one of the better better players from our high school, and I like I said could have pursued college baseball at a really small school and if i worked extremely hard i could have maybe made something out of it but i don't know i had like the main thing was like i just had like some shoulder problems that were underlying and kind of been an issue and so couldn't really do it just had, for multiple reasons no that's that's fully understandable i had a buddy of mine in in puerto rico that's where i'm where i'm from and he was a pitcher as well. Same thing, high school phenomenal. He went to this program so he could get into college and all this, and he injured his arm. Yeah. Goodbye. That'll do it to you. And it was done. I said, hey, how's it going? I met up with him. How's the baseball thing going? He said, I injured my arm. It's done. Like, it's what? over. <laughs> over. That's it. Yeah. a career. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? You can't be an outfielder or something? He goes, I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, do something. <laughs> yeah. So he says, I just know pitching. I'm, I, I'm not a hitter. I just yeah. know know how to pitch. I just don't know how to hit. I could catch, but that's basically it. And and um, it was such a a, a bummer because he got like really depressed. He got really down. Yeah. It hurt him. Really, really, you know, and it's like, oh man, these young guys are trying to make it, and, and just an injury. That's why I tell a lot of 
a lot of folks are into sports and that, you know, just take care of yourself now as much as you can. Because if you get into college and you get into a program, you get scholarships or whatever to play for a team, you got to be very healthy. Don't injure it in high school. Don't, you know, play safe. But if you knew, I think you had that gut feeling like, wait one second, I'm not, I know my arm, I know my potential. Something is not, not clicking here. Let me just stay in the route of esports and just build my career here. And I think he played it very smart. <laughs> Thank you. He played it very smart. That's 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 what I would have done. I no. I knew like something is up, something's not right. This is the way to go. Yeah. It's the way to go. <laughs> no, yeah, I had like my problems with my shoulder arose when I was a. Uh... I think I was a junior and that was kind of when COVID hit, but yeah, for like, for months I was doing physical therapy cause I screwed up like my, my shoulder pretty bad and that was just tough. And if I would have like re-injured it or done something worse, like it would have been pretty miserable to go through that whole process again of trying to like rebuilding and just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like it's really tough. And it, and there's like way worse. Like I obviously like the shoulder is not a good area to kind of mess up, but like, yeah. you know, you see some of these guys with like getting Tommy John surgery and tearing ACLs and MCLs and stuff like that. Like that's, that's brutal. Like that is really brutal. Some and, of the injuries from sports. And what's crazy about it that a lot of these players they act like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Cause deep inside they know if they explain how painful or how bad shape they, they are, they're going to get benched and probably <laughs> then let go. So they're thinking about the money. They're thinking about, you know, staying with the team and not getting kicked. So they're just like, no, oh, no, I'm okay. It just feels a slight pain. You know, the doctor's like, listen, dude, uh, you tore, you tore something really bad. You're going to be a year off. <laughs> I don't feel nothing. I feel perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you're going to, you're going to have to be out for a while. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad when, when these players that, uh, they do that. They got to go through that stuff. It's, it's tough. No, it's like right now in, in esports, a lot get, um, oh, what's the name of it? You get that in the arm, your wrist, uh, it's an issue about you using your mouse a lot, so much, and then your wrist. I forgot the name of it. My brain is not here today. <laughs> but it has to do with the muscle, the tendons of your of your wrist, yeah. and, and it just causes issues. Some will just keep it quiet and let that pain flow until they finish a tournament or, or they try to copper tunnel. Oh, yeah. There we go. There we go. That's the name of it. So a lot of them go through it and they just keep quiet. They don't tell their managers. They don't tell nobody. They just suffer the pain through. Right. And, and as soon as they have that moment, they finish the tournament, they won't say, Hey, I'm not, I'm not performing to my 100% because I have this condition. They'll just suffer it through. And then after whatever tournament they end, they just, once they're off, they try to get that, get that fixed immediately, and they'll just keep it on the down low. Yeah, because you don't want to get replaced mid tournament or get replaced in general just for something like that. Like, 
because that's something like you know there's nothing you can do about that like doctors are gonna or whoever is looking at it is probably gonna tell you to lay off the mouse and keyboard for like oh, a few yeah. weeks or a couple of months or whatever it is but yeah i mean that's so scary and it's like even now like i'm kind of eyeing up physical therapy just to kind of like keep my hands and my fingers like just everything in shape and in check so i don't like ever run into any of those problems because that stuff's really scary like um especially with your wrist like that that must suck like <laughs> moving your wrist and it just like hurts like i would just not be able like that would just be horrible i don't know how i would play like that I have a I have a buddy. He's a, he's a pro player. I don't. I'm not going to mention names or what org. Uh, I he contacted me. We talked a little bit, and and he he told me he was going through that. And I told him, listen, go to your doctor. <laughs> he switched. You got to get it. Oh, he's saying, man, you have to operate. You know, I haven't followed up. I don't know what happened. And actually, two of them. Well, one, no, one had a, a different injury, uh, lifting weights, and one of them had the copper tunnel by mouse and keyboard too much. And we kept it quiet, and I told him, listen, just just do whatever the doctor says. And he tells me, yes, I got a tournament coming up. And I was like, <laughs> oh, gosh. No. Said, don't, don't, don't use it. Don't play. Forget it. Keep it resting. Say you got to go somewhere with a family and you're not going to be around. Have your backup take your spot for some time while you guys scrim. You got to you gotta do something. I know you don't want to miss out on this tournament, but you can't use it because you're going to injure yourself more. Exactly, yeah. So that's like I think the biggest fear of a lot of these pro players getting cover tunnels, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, does your team have a does Wildcard have a backup player? A majority of these players have a backup in case one of you guys get sick or something happens during a tournament. Um, we don't have like a dedicated backup player. Like we would either, if we were able to, we'd obviously contact someone that we're like familiar with. Um, just someone from like a past team that's not on a team right now, or just like a friend, or if not like someone like that, then probably one of our coaches. Um, would be the next in line. Um, thankfully, we've never like ran into anything like that. Or no, we have. We have. We had. Um, I forget what happened, but one of our players couldn't make it to had something like couldn't make it to practice, couldn't scrim, and one of our coaches hopped in. And um, we have two coaches. One's like ten years older than the other one, and then. The guy who's younger, he's he lives in Portugal, so like his mm. connection to the NA or like North American servers is awful. So like it, it'd be really tough for him to play. So like we we got our thirty five year old coach strapping up and suiting up and getting <laughs> the server. It's it's awesome. Like that'd be funny. He, he didn't do he didn't do that great, but it's it's awesome having him in the server. <laughs> like, hey, you, coach, what's wrong, buddy? You're the coach, and you're. Yeah, but he he would just like he he knew his role and he would just like he would go in first and he'd make the space like he would and occasionally he hit a couple headshots, but mainly like he would just book it in and just go first and have us kill whoever killed him, you know, 
<laughs> he did a kamikaze, but we're just rushing there to die. But he's yeah. going to make sure he's going to take somebody out. Yeah. So what did he, what, what was he doing? Do a IGLing the whole entire time? No, he wasn't IGLing, but yeah, his, his role during, during those scrimmages that day was just to, to run in first and to create havoc. <laughs> Yeah, go there while we'll go the other way around and start killing people from the back or something. Yeah, and he had the the tilt factor of if you die to him, like you're gonna be mad because it's our thirty five year old coach. Like you're you're gonna you're gonna be a little thrown off if you die to him. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's a lot of players out there that are they're old and and they still perform really, really good. I oh, mean yeah. Look at look at the two time with disrespect, Doctor Disrespect. He's forty one, <laughs> and he, he's like, I don't know how his time reaction is so good still. No, and, and he plays he plays phenomenal. He doesn't do Counter Strike. It's kind of like funny. He should. Yeah, no. There's other games where, like uh, Quake, for instance, like where some of the pros in that game are like, or most of the pros in that game, I think, are older players who are just like more experience and just know the game and some games are like more friendly to older people i would say <laughs> like it's not one of those games where just like some little 15 year old is gonna hop on the game and just start owning you because he's 15 and has insane reaction time and he's like juiced up off like two red bulls or what have it what have <laughs> you but like um yeah quake is one i'm familiar with where there's like some there's some old timers in that game and they're still like kind of like some of the best i would but i don't i don't know too much about quake i've just i've just heard heard stuff about it yeah it's quake there was an unreal tournament actually i had on the show here uh fatality i don't know if you ever heard of him who, who, what game is he from he's actually he's he's uh he's a 12 time champion oh wow five games <laughs> Wow, he's a, he's inducted in the Hall of Fame of esports. I mean, he is brutal. Wow, you got to listen to his story whenever you get a chance. Listen yeah, to I'm it. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, he and I, I that was uh, probably like the main guy I really wanted on the show uh, from that era because he he kind of built up the foundation of what's esports all about now. Right, and. You know, it's like you look at UFC, the fighters, you know, the, the beginner, the, the ones that build the octagon. It's like Royce Gracie and Kim Chenrock. You know, you got these people. But Royce had to fight three guys in one night with no weight class, no gloves, no time limit. See what I mean? They, they're the one that brought up. Um, Fatality had to travel around the world, go to Japan, go to uk go to all these places fight the best of the best of those games and, and compete and, and, and beat them so it's it's crazy how how uh esports evolved and how this came about it's yeah. kind of crazy quake is one of them i think he was like number one as well uh he was it wasn't five games number one that's just, crazy like, yeah it's it's really crazy the his story is like really wild yeah, so so other than Counter Strike, now you got this plan in the future. What's what's more what's more to it? You you have anything else planned out or or just keep on growing and and are you trying to 
learn other roles in the game or what's your role like what do you do right now and counter what's your role on counter strike right now my role or my role has been uh the sniper the opera of the team so i'm the dedicated sniper um using the one shot one or one bullet one kill gun is that's my specialty <laughs> jeez so yeah, so you got yeah. good aiming in baseball as a pitcher, and also he got his timing. Damn, bro. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, wait one second. This guy's aim is way too freaking good. This is like, <laughs> he's a pitcher, plus he's a sniper. Get the heck out of here. Why? <laughs> you love the aim. You love that. Yeah, I'm precise. Very precise. But, um, yeah, my. I don't ever really see myself playing another role other than being the sniper. To be honest, I've been doing it for like at least four, four years now or something like that. Um, but yeah, my plans for the future is just to keep, keep playing, keep grinding. Like we're with this roster on wildcard, we're really moving up. Like this is like probably the best team I've ever been on in my career thus far. And we're like we have a chance to really do some damage and like compete internationally and at some of these tournaments that are coming up and you know we've had a lot of promising results like as of late so just keep at that for the short term just keep we're just gonna keep going um and definitely gonna try to start streaming more and building a little bit of a fan base or what have you that way <clears throat> now that I got the upgraded computer. Um, so yeah, hopefully you'll catch me streaming a little bit sometimes, but can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. <laughs> now what, what, what graphics card you got on your PC? I got a 3070. Okay. That's perfectly good. Yeah. I got a 3070 TI. And no, no, I have a 3070 TI as well. It's a TI. I forgot that okay. part. It's pretty okay. important. <laughs> yes. You, you want the, you want the TI, the, yeah. A lot of people, oh, should I get a T? Yeah, always go. If you're going to go for the basic one, just spend the extra buck, get a TI, which is basically you got a little turbo in there. Right. It boosts it up. It gets it closest to the 3080. Um, a lot of a lot of friends of mine went crazy going for the 4000 series. Oh, get the 4070, 4080, 4090. I said, you're just wasting your money. Yeah. I said, what do you play? Rainbow <laughs> Six. I highly doubt it. Of Rainbow Six is going to need, or Counter-Strike, or Overwatch is going to need a 4090 yeah. to run the game. There's, It's impossible. I said a 3070 Ti will just, or 3070 will just run perfectly fine. Yeah. Perfectly no, the prices, fine. The prices of those things right now are wild. I was looking at it because I was looking at the prices when I was looking to upgrade my computer, and I was like, no, like, I'm not dropping two and a half thousand on a graph on a graphics card like i'll wait i'll wait like six months half a year and wait till the price goes down before i buy one of those it's exactly but the other thing is does counter-strike really need it does it need i would i would make the argument that you could i mean i recently or we were recently in dallas um staying at the complexity uh facilities to to play or to prepare and play for the the major qualifier that we had um, a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, there they had 
I think it was 4090s in the computers and it felt like incredible. Like the game felt insanely smoother. It was, it was insane. That's why I upgraded my computer is that like my computer was so much worse than the one I was playing at in Dallas. And so I kind of had to upgrade it because when I came home, it felt horrible. Like it just felt like I was playing a completely different game than the one I was playing in Dallas. Cause it was just clunkier and just did not feel as smooth at all. So now question it's not because of the monitor. The, I mean, the hurts it, a little bit, but it's not that big of a difference. Um, Cause yeah, in Dallas we were playing on 360 hertz monitors, and at home I only have a 240 hertz, and yeah, yeah. it's definitely a difference, but it's not as much of a difference as going from 144 to 240. Like that is like to me the biggest jump in terms of like monitor. Um, but yeah, 240 is plenty like plenty good like for yeah, for. Really com- playing and competing and i think you see like some i don't know if there's been any tournaments yet with 360 hertz like i could be wrong but i think all the pro tournaments are still sticking to 240 it's just like some players like at home spent the bag on a 360 hertz monitor and just like have the computer for it but yeah like i said i think 240 hertz was plenty fine for competing in any esport yeah, that's 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 pretty good. That's yeah, two forty is good. Two forty and above. Now, my my thing is with with for an example, I do a comparison with Rainbow. Rainbow was really funny that a lot of these pros get you know they a lot of them have the thirty seventy Ti, they have thirty eighties, but most of them that they upgrade their graphics card in the end game. In the game, they just put the settings, the graphics setting to the lowest. <laughs> like you just don't imagine how low. And no. it's supposedly like better frame rates, you know, gives you even more. I said, but listen, you know, if you have a 4090, you can max out the graphics and you should not feel the difference. The game is that old, but no. they still put it down to low. Now you guys do you you put yours to the graphics settings to low, or you just or you max it out. You definitely don't max it out on Counter-Strike. Like, okay. There's a couple that I have that are not, like, the lowest. Like, there's probably three or four settings out of, like, 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, everything's on low, except for, like, the except for like the shaders or, like, the shadows. So you can see the shadows at a higher quality. And, like, like that's a pretty big thing that you have to have on, like, high in Counter-Strike. But, like, yeah, other than that everything's low okay that's true now you make because you gotta that's a lot of things you gotta see in the game is a shadow see if the person's behind a wall yeah because i noticed that in counter-strike i could be behind a wall but i could move pan the camera in an angle that i could see more forward right i don't know if you know what i'm talking about right so no, it's i know like, what you're talking about yeah so you can see that person and see if that person's behind that that wall so you got to go by shadow man that's crazy yeah and even in counter-strike 2 the shadows are like for some reason the shadows are like insanely bigger and like illuminate off stuff and you can like 
your position can be given away by your shadow a lot easier and there's like a definitely like a bigger advantage for um like if you see someone shadow before they're about to peek you you have an immediate advantage because you're going to start shooting like quicker because you know they're, they're that they're coming from like that certain position so mm -hmm. yeah that was another big change from counter-strike to counter-strike 2 oh really what were the shadows bigger now and then yeah, before way bigger than than counter-strike do you like it or you don't like that part of it um i don't really like it to be honest i mean there's like a lot of times it's just like a stupid advantage or like that you won't even see like someone's shadow but like you'll just see like i don't know it's just it's stranger and it just doesn't really make as much sense like there's a couple maps where there's spots where there'll be like a light and like the light just sh like flashes your shadow like on a wall and it's like in it's like huge and it's just like it's just dumb like, like, wait, that, like that just shouldn't be a thing what? yeah like you're literally like someone can literally just see your whole shadow like walking to like a like before you about to peak and so like you're just dead that kind of sucks yeah like okay there's a little lamp here and it's freaking beaming like yeah. if it's fog light from a ford pickup truck exactly. at <laughs> my body size i'm a dead giveaway <laughs> yeah. like what the heck what's the purpose of this you know don't make it so freaking huge yeah no there's like there's one map in particular i don't know if you're familiar with it it's ancient on counter-strike 2 and it's like in a main on that map like it's like a thing where you have to avoid like the shadow like you have to move in a certain way to where your shadow doesn't get flashed like on the wall and if it's like if you're a counter terrorist holding that like you're gonna see it and so you have to like completely like maneuver around it it's it's strange and it's annoying so yeah not now, a fan you can't destroy the lights no you can't you can't destroy the lights see i haven't played that game i i hardly <laughs> know that much about the game I'm, I'm gonna i'm getting into it now trust me i'm looking into it and and seeing that kind of sucks that you can't destroy the lights. Yeah, that would be that would be cool if you could destroy the lights. But yeah, have have Flappy uh, tweet that out. <laughs> hey, please make lights destructible. Hello, they're made out of glass. It's <laughs> a pretty good idea. I can't lie. Hey, you never know. That's going to make it more competitive. It's going to make it more interesting. You can't follow the shadows. Yeah. There's pros and cons to it. I mean, <laughs> but that would be nice. I'd be a fan of that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, thing. I think if they more pro players tweet this stuff out, you never know. Probably uh, <laughs> help out on the long run. No, get you guys getting what you really want. So yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. I hope hopefully they do that. Hopefully they do that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Now, what mouse you use? What type of mouse? You got a specific mouse you use? I'm on the G Pro Wireless Super Light, the the newest one. I think it's a Super Light Two, is what they call it. So yeah, okay. that is my mouse of choice. I've been on the Super Light for I think a couple of years now, two or three. Um, and yeah, it's it's like pretty small, which is like it can be difficult for me because my hands are just like huge. Mm -hmm. But it's just like a really nice mouse and has a nice, nice feel to it, and it's very light. And I like a, I like a light mouse. Yeah. In terms of, in terms of weight. 
And keyboard, what do you use? A wooding or a ducky or what did you use? No, I'm on the HyperX alloy. Um, the, on. Wait, I can't even show it. My fucking cord is stuck. No, you're good. <laughs> it's uh, this one. Oh, this okay. One right there we go. That was, that's sick. So you would, are you, uh, you're sponsored by HyperX? I see you using their headset as well. Unfortunately not. I would love a HyperX sponsor, but no, they do have really good gear though. I'm a big fan of HyperX and always have been. Once you get streaming, you never know. Yeah. You never know. That's why, that's all you got to do is start streaming and, and hopefully they reach out, you reach out to them and tell them who you are. And hopefully they will like, hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> want to work with you, and 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 you could give out, you get a special code, you know. No, it's HyperX is one of the top brands that they a lot of a lot of pro players use. Even in Rainbow, use they use uh, HyperX a lot. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the biggest ones for sure. Especially, especially the headset. Now you got the what Cloud Threes. Cloud threes, yeah. yeah. I can tell those are wireless because the uh, the twos mm-hmm. are, are wired. How how long the batteries lasting on those? The cloud threes are really nice with the battery. Like the battery will last me like just hours. Like I don't I don't know the exact number, but like I just like really I just know I rarely have to charge it, and my headset like hardly ever dies. It's just always charged. <laughs> okay, yeah. so it's like when you're done playing, you charge it for the next day, and you're good to go. Yeah, it's like even every like every other day I'll charge or every like two days and I'll be fine. Dang. So yeah, it's got a it's got a nice battery on it for sure. Now when you go to a tournament, you you I assume you bring your charger, you're good to go for these tournaments. Yeah, and normally like if you go to like a in person tournament or like a LAN in mm-hmm. particular where you're playing like with other people around you or in front of a crowd or whatever, like you normally do uh, go for the in-ears. Like, um, oh, yeah, you got to use in-ears yeah. and then put those over it. Yeah. And I think, the, I think the over-ears are the ones that the, probably the, the event uses or something, probably another. Yeah. yeah normally at, at, at those tournaments, they put like, uh, you get like a bigger headset that plays white noise. So you can't hear whatever um blocks out background noise so yeah yeah the the crowd or the casters or the other team or whatever yeah yeah. that's i i saw uh a major of counter-strike the fan base oh my freaking goodness the stadium was like packed yeah no it's, it's crazy how how big those events can get like for me like one of my favorites was the one in brazil just because like it was wild like the crowd was crazy it was huge like the brazilians are very very passionate about counter-strike and i thought that was really really cool to see like how crazy that crowd was there man but your heart is pounding you're like oh god (laughs) this is big oh yeah to a super bowl what the heck (laughs) <laughs> world series yeah crowd cheering get nervous pumped up get all excited your drill is kicking in it's like mm-hmm. man 
that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting. So hopefully this this year you guys gonna make it up, win a major. I'm rooting for you. Appreciate it. Snipe your way through, man. Just go for it. <laughs> and get that streaming on and can't wait to see you stream. I know all the fans uh uh it's gonna be excited. They can't wait. Get your own uh fans to support you. Also you're gonna be making some money off of Twitch. And uh the sky's the limit, man. You yeah. just gotta just gotta go for it. Just go for oh, it. Yeah. Usually a lot of the your pro friends that they stream, they see you streaming and they see you on, they'll tend to raid you. They'll bring their fans, followers oh, yeah. on the channel and raid you and and that's gonna be you're gonna get excited. Charlie's gonna pump you up and you're gonna be wanting to stream more and stream more and and that's how you're gonna practice it. Obviously you're gonna have to probably play a couple uh you're gonna have to play some matches, you know, match, mat, you know, matchmaking because when you scrim, a lot of these orgs don't want you to stream it because yeah, no, you can't stream those to the public be, at all. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know other teams are gonna be watching your tactics and they're gonna be like, oh, so they do this, and they'll just like jot everything down and it's exactly. Like, dead giveaway so so i can't wait can't wait man can't wait i appreciate it so slight is that time brother <laughs> get on going here i know we passed uh <laughs> the hour conversations is good yeah but um but yeah man it won't be the first or the last time you'd be on the show and uh it went really good so I always give out a, a couple minutes to give you the stage so you could tell your fans, uh, tell everybody about um, where to find you, what social medias, what platforms. Uh, go ahead. Stage is yours. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching this. Um, shout out to Wildcard and Ben and Griff and everyone involved around the organization. It's a bunch of really cool, really awesome people. Um, very kind, very easy to talk to. Um, I appreciate everyone that is supporting me and supporting our, our wildcard team, our Counter-Strike team. Um, we're looking to do big things in 2024. Um, hopefully y'all will see us at the major. We'll definitely see us in Mexico. We would love and appreciate any like all the support. And yeah, like I said, I'm going to start turning that stream on. So hopefully get some people from from wildcard some fans um the twitch is at or slight cs so hope to see y'all hope to see y'all there follow me on twitter at slight cs go and um yeah huge shout out to you for having me here and it's been a it's been a pleasure it's been a very fun podcast thank you thank you thank you a pleasure next time when we do another i'm gonna know more about counter-strike because i'm I am like completely like kindergarten when it comes to this. <laughs> but that's the way it is. That's how you fall in love with games and you learn more about the games and you get into it and and you work little by little and 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 you know a lot of people don't know about Counter-Strike. So I just say, "Hey, listen, look into it. Watch, learn and you'll you'll see why, you know, 
slighted loves it so much why he <laughs> prefers this first person shooter over valorant why he preferred it over rainbow why he preferred it you know look at the game it's phenomenal it's phenomenal once you see see him play trust me you're gonna <laughs> understand why <laughs> and when I saw Wildcard kicking M80's ass, oh, <laughs> trust me, it, it was. I love M80. I got a, I got friends in M80 and everything. But you know, so it's like it's fun to see the competition, and it's really high intense competition, and I love it. I love it. It's it's really good. I know that team uh, makes you guys better. You make them better because there's so, you guys always at it. I always see you guys at it. So yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the fun part, uh, the fun fun uh, of of competitive gaming, and, and that's what we do, just try to get better at it. Yeah. Okay, folks, you know what time it is. It's time to say goodbye. Well, guys, till next time, take care. Peace. God bless. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening to The Dr. VTAC Show, and don't forget to click follow.